Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, now part of the Dolphins Talk podcast. Nope, nope, nope. Now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Big Heads Media podcast network. I, of course, am a professional podcaster known as Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I am talking about none other than the PhD himself, Mr. Christopher Cullen. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? Uh, I'm going to diagnose you with being awesome because that was a great, uh, yeah, great introduction. And Sam, we're within seven days, seven days a week till the NFL draft, and it's the only sports thing going on other than like darts. So this is amazing. Yeah, so actually, darts are about the only social distance uh, sport <laughs> that you can do. I, I, I think you're right. I, uh, by the time people are listening to this podcast, we will be within a week of the only legitimate sporting event to have gone on in the last eight weeks. Uh, it is so bad out there, Chris, that I was literally watching ESPN the other day, and I was watching NBA players play basketball, video games, of basketball against each other and that's what they were actually broadcasting live on ESPN. I also I, I broke down today and actually looked up the simulated standings of Major League Baseball today where the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers are in first place in the NL West at a 12 and 7 record. Uh, Cody Bellinger has four home runs. Mookie Betts has six. It's been a fantastic start to the simulated fake Major League Baseball season this year. There is nothing going on Chris. When I used to play Madden and MLB the show, you could like kind of skip a few weeks if you wanted to get like onto the playoffs or something, especially like the baseball games, because there's 162 games if you played an actual franchise or a career mode. So you can kind of like simulate them. I always thought that was the worst thing in, in history. Like it was just lame and boring. Just skip through it. I don't need to see like the box scores and all that. And now we're living it. We're living in this reality where simulated baseball is our only thing we have, and we're jonesing. I had a, I had a buddy of mine I work with. Um, his wife's a big Dolphins fan, so I'll shout him out, uh, Gerald and Larissa. Um, he, he he messaged me today and said, "Hey, is it odd that I'm gonna I'm contemplating watching the WNBA draft tomorrow?" And I was <laughs> like, I was like, um, you know, times are bad right now, Gerald, but. That's a bit much. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet. However, uh, <laughs> you and I did do a little bit of an Instagram live earlier, just a little bit earlier, which yeah. that is a little bit of a radio tease because I'm going to talk about why we did that in just a second. And you showed me a shirt that you have been wearing for at least two days straight now. It is a Miami <laughs> Dolphins shirt, but you have gone to the same store in the same shirt in North Carolina where the colors that you have been wearing for two days in the same store are uh, outlandish, to say the least. Um, and I am wearing a straw cowboy hat and have a beard the size of Mrs.
Mississippi right now. So we um, <laughs> we are s- certainly in our own ways embracing or at least accepting this quarantine life. Uh, but I will not accept the WNBA draft just yet. I mean, come on, Sam. Is it WNBA draft? I mean, like I know we're kind of like missing sports and all all that. And I have a stepdaughter. You have a daughter. So I'm not I don't mean any disrespect, but um, I don't even know how many teams are in the WNBA. Maybe let's just say 25. So at most 50 people will be watching this. And that's two parents per athlete. <laughs> Maybe a grandparent here or there, so maybe within 75 people. So, yeah, it, we're, we're not at that point yet. And even I think that's a little bit optimistic. I mean, uh, let's be honest, the dads of the girls that are going to get drafted are probably going to watch that simulation on ESPN that I was talking about a little <laughs> earlier ago. So <laughs> even 50 people watching the WNBA draft. I really wonder what the L.A. Sparks are going to do in this draft, Chris. I, I mean, uh, that, that's 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 what I'm just looking forward to more than anything else. But uh, all kidding aside, honestly, I don't need to be flamed by any WNBA fans out there. It's fine. I, I would actually take a WNBA game right now more than anything else in the world. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about a draft, but not the WNBA draft. We're, again, once again, talking about the NFL draft. Why? Because it is the only sports thing that's about to happen. And uh, we're going to take a little bit of Thank a different... Christ. Yeah, and we're going to take a little bit of a different twist at it this year, Chris, uh, this time. Here, here's something that I've seen a lot. I know you've seen a lot. It's, it's something that really kind of just chaps my ass, grinds my gears, pisses me <laughs> off, if you want to say it that way. And that is people around this time in particular. They do it all year round, but we have all these so-called experts, these insiders, these prognosticators that want to tell us uh, everything that they know is going to happen. Mm. And then they word it in a way, they say it in a way, they write it in a way that lets them have some wiggle room, lets them get out of whatever it is that they're trying to say. So they'll say things like, it's a very strong possibility that the Miami Dolphins draft Justin Herbert, let's just say. So if the Dolphins do draft Justin Herbert, then all of a sudden they, they can go back and say, I nailed it. See, I told you right here on this date that this was going to happen. It was a strong possibility. But if he doesn't get drafted by the Miami Dolphins, they never officially said, well, I, I, I said he was going to be drafted. No, they just said it was a strong possibility something else must have come up, that type of stuff. I hate that. I absolutely yeah. hate that. I think that's one of the most chicken shit things that anybody can do. And that's <laughs> not how we run things here in Perfectville. We, we make predictions, whether they're ridiculous or real, and we stand behind them. And if yes, they're wrong, do. if these predictions are wrong, we have something that we like to call painful predictions here, Chris. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. But for those that don't, the citizens out there that are listening to this going, why, Sam, what is a painful prediction? Here's what it is. Chris and I, over the course of this episode, are going to make predictions about this NFL draft. We're going to make predictions as to what we think the Miami Dolphins are going to do, what's going to happen with other teams in the NFL draft, what will happen at the NFL draft in general. And if these predictions do not come true... The other one of us, the opposite one of the one who made the prediction, will come up with a consequence. There will be consequences. There will be painful consequences for our predictions if they go wrong. And we have this on record. This is recorded. You guys are listening to this right now, citizens. You will know right away if what we predict is right or wrong and what those consequences are going to be. So do the rules sound simple enough, Chris? Seem very simple. Yes, sir. I think they seem simple, too. But before we get into our first painful predictions, I do want to let everyone know that, uh, you know, Chris and I were talking a little bit earlier. We know what each other looks like right now, current form. uh, And we both look like dog shit on top of cat shit (laughs) that's been shit on by a bird. Uh, But those conditions aside, the reason why we know that is we went on Instagram Live just to show I wanted to show Chris how easy it is for us to go split screen. And the reason I wanted to show him that is because next Thursday, when the NFL draft kicks off the first round of the most exciting 
of all the seven rounds on Thursday. When that kicks off, Chris Cullen and myself will be live on Instagram, split screening, uh, broadcasting the entire first round. We're going to be talking about everything the Miami Dolphins are doing. We're going to laugh at the Jets when they screw it up. We're going to roll our eyes when the Patriots trade up and get a player that we wanted or draft somebody that nobody's ever heard of and they get all the praise in the world because they're the New England Patriots. Everything and everything uh, about the NFL draft will be broadcast on Instagram. I will give you guys the link in the bio of this uh, very podcast right here as to how you can find that and what you can do. So I'm looking forward to it, Chris. There's a chance for the citizens to come in, chat with us, let us know in real time what they're thinking about the Miami Dolphins and the draft in general. Uh, we get to watch your reaction when you get mad or happy and everything in between. Uh, we get to see my reaction to your reaction. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait. The high uh, next week for me is uh, a, a solid 68 degrees. So the man, Dolphin Man Cave will be feeling amazing. Um, will not have the door open unless I have company social distancing in the parking lot. I don't know how that's going to work yet, but all I do know is that you guys are going to be coming in live. We've done this before audio-wise. Our buddy Houts on uh, Josh uh, on, on Twitter um, – said something about going, you know, video and stuff. And we've never done that. And you challenged me, Sam, you challenged me. And we took that and ran with it. It's going to be both of us. We're going to be split screen uh, in your home or your backyard, wherever the birds are tweeting um, with your straw hat and me uh, with my multiple hats. I'm going to switch hats throughout the entire night because I'm going to be drunk. And that's what I'm going to do. I have them hanging up in the man cave. You're going to see the bar, see the man cave, the memorabilia, the randomness, the aqua walls. It's going to be there. It's going to be live. All 32 picks, dude. I cannot wait one week away hey one week away and we'll be doing this live like you said we'll be on instagram live split screen chris cullen sam marku the mayors the founders the creators of perfectville we're going to welcome you all into perfectville during the draft we'll be streaming our reactions and our uh, uh making sure that our predictions that we're about to make right now come true or don't come true and hold each other accountable with these painful predictions i'm looking forward to it you're looking forward to it everyone out there is looking forward to it and yes i will be wearing the straw hat yes i will be wearing a disgusting old miami dolphins t-shirt and so will chris and uh, that's just the way it's going to be so i'm looking forward to it you are too but for now let's look forward to this episode in painful predictions are you ready chris I was born ready. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and let you wait then, since you're ready. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to go first. Uh, This is my first prediction. So here's how it's going to work one more time. I will make the prediction. Chris will then give me the consequence if that prediction does not come true. And we are bound. We are legally obligated to do this painful prediction and consequence if it does not come true. So um, this is uh, this is as good as any court order that I can see out here. This is how we run things here in Perfectville. And the very first one that I'm going to predict here, Chris, is because of the fact that you and I were talking about darts and the WNBA draft and the lack of just live entertainment, in particular sports entertainment, that's going on out there in the world, I predict that this first round next Thursday – The first round of the 2020 NFL Draft will be the highest rated day in terms of draft coverage in the history of the NFL Draft. So ever since they started publishing this, now back in the day they had less channels, so you had a a smaller um, window for people. So they had more, they didn't have as many options, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So you had more of a captive audience on one channel. But I believe, even with all the options that are out there in today's environment, that the first round next week will be the highest rated round of coverage in the history of the NFL draft. 
Yeah, I mean, without getting too far into it and kissing ass, I agree with you completely. Like, it's gonna it's gonna be insane. Everybody's chomping at the bit. They're itching. Like, I'm watching CNN and like these politicians, governors, the president. Um, one of their top priorities, other than like getting like ventilation systems and like testing, is getting sports back. People want sports. They're going crazy without it. Um, I, I fully agree with you. I'm glad the NFL kind of um, tweaked things and made it safer everybody, and they're still going full on board because. Man, having this to look forward to is making it's a nice bright spot in like a, a in a bad time. So let's get to what happens to you painfully if this doesn't happen. Yes, so it'll take a couple. To. Yeah, yeah, a couple days will go by and until uh, we find out the actual ratings. Of course, if they do do this, and you're right, um, it everyone will know it because that's all everybody's going to talk about. But let's say they don't. Let's say the first night does not surpass some of the previous first night ratings. In the NFL. First, let me clear things up, Sam. Are we talking combined? Because this is on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN. Are we talking combined ratings, or are we just going to pick one of those and, and, and go with that? I'm going to talk about – that's a good question. I didn't think about that. Let's just go with – hmm. It's on I mean, ABC? Might, yeah, they, for the first time, it's going to be on ABC as well. I mean, like Disney is like, this is all we have. I guess you have to do combined because they're going to split the, their Let's audience against ESPN. And, so ABC and ESPN, <laughs> we're going to combine those two numbers. Yeah, hopefully they just say, you know, the most watched first round yes. and, and they just kind of come at it. Perfect. All right. So we're there. If that does not occur, Sam, I want you. Oh, man. Let's see. To change the avatar of your personal Twitter to a different picture of Roger Goodell every day for a week. OK, so if this does not work out, if 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 this is not the most watched first round in the history of the NFL draft, my punishment will be having to show Roger Goodell some love. The guy that will be watching all night at the NFL draft uh, with a different picture of Roger Goodell on my personal Twitter, which is uh, what Tiger, Tiger comedy, comedy. Yeah. Uh, for an entire week, seven yeah. full days. No explanation. You can't, um, you know, they give you the option when you change your profile picture to tweet it. Don't yes. you okay. just change it just if change someone it. asks you, you, you just you know send a link to this episode, but that, that's about it. You, there's no explanation needed. And if you can, uh, as a caveat, maybe a little asterisk here is it's optional, but you're a comedian, so I know you'll do it. Um, not just you know straight laced pictures. Try to find the oddest pictures that you can of Roger Goodell. Although I don't think you're going to even have to pony up to this because I, I, I agree. I think this is going to blow things out of the water. Okay. So I, I can agree to that. That is my punishment. If, if this is not, is this, if this is what you're looking for when you started this podcast, like was that a little too light? Were you looking for like, you know, dick pics like out in public? No. Like what, where are we at here on the scale? No, no, Am no. I, no. Good? I, I mean, maybe Roger Goodell dick pics. I mean, that, that, that could be fine. No, this is good. This is how this is. We're easing okay. into this whole thing, right? We're, we're, good. we're learning what the new normal is every, every <laughs> second of this uh, quarantine time here in Perfectville. So that is number one. I predict that'll be the most watched first round of NFL draft in TV history. And if not, then I have to show Roger Goodell love on my personal Twitter page for the entire week after uh, with different uh, profile picks every single day of Roger Goodell. I get it. That, that makes yeah. sense. That's a perfect good. painful prediction and consequence. Good. Can I go with mine now? Or are you making me waste? Still? Nope. It is now your turn. Oh, okay. So here's my turn. So unlike Sam, who literally took the easiest one in history, I mean, that is just, of course, the ratings are going to be high. We're stuck inside wearing the same T-shirts, not shaving, looking like episode or, you know, book seven of Harry Potter at this point. They all had the weird haircuts at that time. They're all long and stuff and grown out. I'm going to I'm going to get ballsy here, Sam. I'm going to stay on this Goodell train. Okay, so he's hosting this from his basement in New York City. Okay. 
Roger Goodell is going to be sitting awkwardly, old man, you know, okay, boomer, in front of a, a, a laptop webcam, and he's going to be hosting the NFL draft. What is the number one thing that is consistent about the NFL draft and Roger Goodell when things start? What What is that consistency when there's a crowd in place? They boo him. Thank you. So I'm going to come out, and here's my painful prediction, Sam. Roger Goodell is going to be – there's a subreddit on Reddit called Fellow Kids – uh, Steve Bashimi is like dressed like a kid and he's got a skateboard. He goes, Hey, how we doing fellow kids? Like he's one too. Roger Goodell. I'm guaranteeing this by the way. So make it painful. If you really, I mean, really painful, like, you know, nut staple to a cinder block and do a pull up painful. Um, Roger, <laughs> that's actually pretty painful. Yeah. Roger Goodell. I guarantee will do some kind of fellow kid joke. <laughs> right guys. And there's going to be either a speaker or his daughter or somebody's going to boo him when he starts the NFL draft virtually. Either something will play on the speaker. He is going to buy into this. It's fun and games. Oh, what's the draft with Roger Goodell getting booed? Am I right? Elbows in the air. Like, it's going to happen. I guarantee it. So the prediction is that Roger Goodell is in on the joke and he's going to pump in booing crowd noise when he starts to announce the picks of the NFL draft live from his basement in New York. Is that the prediction? Yep. Whether it's speaker, um, a family member behind him, something, some kind of meme, it's going to happen. He's going to get booed and it's going to be the ha ha joke. And Roger Goodell is completely in on it and it's going to happen. I'm guaranteeing it. Okay, so that is the prediction from Chris Colin right here, right now. He's predicting that there will be booing as an inside joke for Roger Goodell as he announces the picks live from his basement in New York. Your painful consequence to your painful prediction here, Chris, if this does not occur, if we do not hear booing, if there is no obvious sign of him being in on this joke, is that you will have to change your personal Twitter profile picture to pictures of me for an entire week. That's right. Everyone's going to see that you are posting things, but see my beautiful face there instead and be ultimately confused. And the same rules apply as that you said to me. You can't explain why when you post the picture differently, if this does not happen and you have to do it, you have to do it for an entire week. And they're just pictures of me and I get to choose the pictures. Shit. I was going to ask that. Yes. That is the caveat right right there. I'm all in. Let's do it. All right. So there you have it. We have our first two painful (laughs) predictions and our punishments. If those predictions do not come right, those are kind of easy though. I agree with you. I think that's probably going to happen as well. And I actually think that's cool. I think Roger Goodell can score some brownie points if he decides to go down that route. Uh, Let's make it a little more interesting here. Let's make it a little bit harder. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. As you know, we have 17 of the first 32 picks here in uh, the first round. So we're going to be up and down all night long as we broadcast this thing live on Instagram, as we already announced. So here, Here's my first prediction that relates to the Miami Dolphins in this draft. The Miami Dolphins will not draft at the number five spot. Oh, boy, that is their first of three first round picks. The Miami Dolphins will not, absolutely will not draft in that number five spot. They're either going to trade up or they're going to trade down, but they will not stay put at number five. That is my prediction right there. Whew, that is ballsy, my friend. Well, in that case, so let's get a little bit more painful here. Um, you mentioned this off air, so I'm going to steal it because okay. there's, it's kind of hard to do these, come up with these bets kind of offhand. Um, but I got one for you. So I don't know if you have to record it, but you do have to at least let us know uh, via Twitter. Maybe go through and um, uh, tweet as you do it. 
But if this doesn't happen, if we do draft at five, say Tua falls, there's even a rumor that the Chargers, we've actually, I hyped up Herbert enough that the Chargers are going to jump us because they're scared and they're going to get Herbert and Tua is going to fall on our lap at five. If that happens and we stay at five, you will have to watch in an entire New York Jets game, a random game of my choosing, uh, most likely very low scoring. Um, <laughs> from, so any from, of them. <laughs> Fuck the Jets from last season. Uh, and while you do it, you'll have to um, interact with the fan base, whether it's live uh, cut ins. Uh, and I'm talking play by play. You cannot fast forward through a second and one. You cannot uh, fast forward if there's eight seconds left of the second quarter and they're on their own five and they're obviously kneeling. You will watch that kneel. Um, and that's happening. If this if we do not if we do draft at five. You're watching an entire Jets game of my choosing, and you're you're going to interact with us while you do it. So e- even if you tweet like, "Oh, here we go, it's third and five in the second quarter," holy shit, timestamp, whatever, finish the fucking game. That's happening. That's fair, and I already know what's going to happen. The Miami Dolphins are going to trade up, and then they're going to get another pick and somehow get back into the fifth spot. So they're going to get like the third <laughs> and the fifth, and I'm going to get fucked on this deal. <laughs> hey, but if we get the third and the fifth, I mean, you can just kind of like grin and bear it because that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll just keep looking at those names as I watch the entire Jets game at that point. Okay, so there you go. I predict that the Miami Dolphins will not draft at number five. They'll either be above that or below that, but not at number five as they currently sit. And my punishment is I have to watch an entire Jets game with no fast forwards. Uh, and interact with fans, and this game has to be from last season where they were not very good, and it's an Adam Gase team too. So, wow, Chris, that's a, that's a pretty big punishment right there. I uh, I don't like you anymore. Hey, we need sports. You said you'd watch the WNBA, so uh, the the worst next best thing is watching a New York Jets game. I said I'd watch the, the WNBA, season. not the Jets. <laughs> All right, moving on, my next guarantee, and I'm guarantee- again, I'm guaranteeing these things, Sam. I guarantee – Next Thursday in the first round, we have three picks. Might have more, might have less by the end of the night. Who knows? Um, I guarantee we are going to draft somebody with a name that's very difficult to pronounce. <laughs> not 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 Smith, not um, Herbert, but even like Tunga Viola. That's that's very difficult. Um, there's an Espinoza type dude towards the end there that might be but might be hard. We're going to draft somebody with a name that's very difficult to pronounce and make us on the spot talk about them and say it religiously, and that's going to happen, I guarantee it. Okay, and here's here's your punishment if they do, in fact, draft people whose names that we can read, like a Smith or a Jones <laughs> or a Johnson. And we're only talking first round at this point, right? Or are you talking the entire draft they're going to pick first somebody? First round, okay. in the first round. I'm, I'm really cutting it close, so it's either three, two, one. I mean, who knows? It could be more. But in the first round on Thursday... We're going to draft somebody that's name's difficult to uh, to pronounce. And if they do not draft somebody with a difficult name, your punishment will be to record yourself, Bart Simpson style, <laughs> drawing the name of those draft picks who we did get in that first round over and over and over again to the tune of 30 times each. And you'll have to record Whoa. that and put that out on Twitter. That's right. You'll have to respell their name 30 times each, all three draft picks or less or more, depending on what they do in the first round. Oh, that's fucking fantastic, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> now, you don't have to videotape it. I did say videotape, but as long as I see a picture of you doing it Bart Simpson style and I can see the evidence that you rewrote their name over and over and over again. No, you know what? You need to videotape it because you're going to make Zach do that, and this is not Zach's fault. This is your <laughs> fault. Fuck. You're a dad. That's, you're a dad for sure. <laughs> I know these tricks. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm in, man. I'm all in. Let's do it. All right. Okay, so here, here is my next prediction. The New England Patriots will be praised in the first round 
for their for their moves in the first round even if they don't even have a first round draft pick by the end of the night they will have nothing but praise there will be no um there will be nobody trashing the new england patriots at all on the first night of the draft that is my painful prediction that's a good one. Uh, again, I, it feels a little easy because that's kind of the national narrative. Big, big, big Bill still there. However, with Brady being gone, I feel like they're a little vulnerable here and they're open for some uh, some hot takes from somebody that's going to want like a Ryan Clark or somebody that's going to step up and you know be like, you know, Brady's gone. Why haven't he replaced him? What's going on? So I can I can see where you lose this bet. So if that happens, Sam, if that happens, um, you have to record yourself. Saying the words J E T S Jets 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 three times, and you have to pin that tweet for a week Ooh. on your uh, yep on the Perfectville Twitter. I, I think we hate the Jets more than anything else. All of your painful predictions have me doing something <laughs> Jets related. So if they yes. if if we hear criticism any of any sort of the New England <laughs> Patriots on the first night of the draft, I have to uh, cheer for the Jets and then pin that for a week. And I uh, want. I want enthusiasm, motherfucker. You've been on stage. You've been behind. You've been in front of a camera. None of this fucking. Yes, I lost a bet. Like you need to be Fireman Ed, okay, cousin Fireman Sam, and you need to <laughs> fucking wear a fire hat. That's it. Well, I, I don't, say, I don't I will, know how you'll find I'll that. My, I mean, I'll wear my straw hat. I'll wear my straw hat as uh, I'll be straw. Cowboy hat. Sam. Yes, cowboy. Jet fan. Yes. And you have to J E T S Jets 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 chant three times and pin it on the on the podcast site so i really hope really hope for your sake and for our podcast and our viewers and our listeners that uh the patriots are just praised all night <laughs> no i i want them praised all night too yes i, I agree with you i don't want to do that that's going to make me throw you might see me throw up in the middle of that chant if i have to do that that's all you might we're back to uh pr- particularly be dr- uh, drunk and you're just going to get wasted and do it and vomit <laughs> <and> sink again <laughs> it's not it's not uh not out of the realm. Uh, all right, you're up. What's uh, what's your next prediction here? All right, I got another one here. This is a good one. Uh, again, I'm being a little bit. More, I'm being ballsy here. These are these are tough ones because uh, we can easily. It's very deep draft class. This can easily be a day two pick. But I'm going to go out here and say it again. The G word. I'm going to guarantee this, Sam. I'm guaranteeing the Miami Dolphins draft a running back in the first round. I don't know who it is. It could be Swift. It could be Dobbins. Uh, but it's it's going to be a running back, and it's going to be in the first round. One of our first three picks, we have invited them in. We video conference with them. Um, we we really like this running back class, and they should. Our, these running backs are very good um, here uh, in the NFL draft coming up. So I'm guaranteeing we leave Thursday night. We go to bed. We put our little heads on our pillow, and we have a new running back in the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so you are predicting that the Miami Dolphins are going to spend high draft capital on the position. I'm guaranteeing. You are guaranteeing that we're going to spend high draft capital on a position that uh, just about everybody, experts and otherwise, have agreed is no longer um, a valuable position to spend high draft capital on. Uh, you're going to you're saying that they're going to draft a running back in the first round, even though they went out and got Jordan Howard, and they still have Kalen Balage on the squad. Um, <laughs> that right there is a for ballsy now. prediction for now. <laughs> and here, and here is your punishment when this does not happen. Oof. You are going to have to go get a customized running back jersey. And I don't mean you have to go pay for one, but you have to somehow customize a jersey of one of our running backs named Patrick. 
That could be Patrick Cobb. That could be Cobb, Patrick. Yeah. That could be Patrick Laird. That could be you know Patrick from SpongeBob. I don't give a shit. You have to somehow customize one of your shirts or jerseys or jerseys into a Patrick Cobb or Patrick Laird or Patrick whatever running back um, jersey when they do not draft a running back in the first round, and you have to wear that for at least at least three games this season. <laughs> So what's with your what, what's with Patrick? I don't know. <laughs> That's my grandfather's name. That's my my dad and brother's middle name. I, I don't I, like I, your grandfather. That's why. Whoa. No. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I'm kidding. Fair. No, never, it's, met, it's, never met your grandfather. <laughs> um, Patrick, it is. So yeah, and I'm totally going with Cobb, and and we're gonna do that. Uh, still see on the bot, so I can just take like an old jersey or yeah. an old and duct tape right. and put Cobb at the back and. All right. Look, I'm, these I'm, are I'm, these are painful predictions, not evil predictions. I'm not going to make you go buy a Patrick Cobb make me jersey. Buy a hundred fifty dollars jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you'll be you'll be the only person outside of his uh, old college roommate that has a Patrick Laird jersey. If you had to go out and actually buy one, even Patrick Laird doesn't have his own jersey anymore. He gave that well, shit you back. met by the way, right? Didn't you meet Laird's uh, roommate? I met uh, I met a, uh, a a teammate of his and a good friend ah. of his. Yeah, he. I don't know if he was actually his roommate, but uh, they were they were teammates at Cal. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, All right. Okay. All right. So here's one. Here's one that uh, I think might be a little bit out there. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> other than the Dolphins, at least one other AFC East team will draft a quarterback in the first round. Hmm. So that could be so the, you're Patriots. the Patriots. I could. Me... It could be the Patriots. It could be the Bills. It could be the Jets. Let's just be honest. Sam Darnold's not that great. Um. And and the Bills are probably too stupid to get rid of Josh Allen, so it's probably going to be the the Patriots. But I'm going to say another AFC East team will draft a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft on Thursday. Okay, I like that. In my mind, the only team that really, other than the Dolphins, are going to even be in that category or realm of possibility is going to be the New England Patriots. So in that line of thinking, if that doesn't happen, if New England leaves the first round praised, hopefully, um, <laughs> without a quarterback. Um, you will have to write at least a verse and chorus of their new fight song. A new fight song. For yes, the new you have to create a new, and it's not no tongue in cheek. I'm dead it has serious. To be good. Okay. You mentioned Mark Wahlberg if you have to or something, but you know Boston, it is. You're going to have to really get into this. And if you want me to do my Boston accent, and sing it, I'll do it. But you got to write it. You got to come up with a new fight song for the New England Patriots. Uh, at least one verse and one in the in, leading into a chorus. Um, you'll have to do that and make it relevant to now. No, no, Tom. Um, obviously, you can talk about. Future, you know the past and things like that, but you're going to have to do that creatively. Write a fight song for the New England Patriots, and possibly, if you can, you know, think of a beat to go along with it too. That'd be fun. I, I and I and I'm down with it. That's fine. I just realized that you and I probably should have put a regulator on how many of these predictions we're going to do. Yeah, because I have a feeling this is going to be a four-hour podcast, and then we're just going to be screwed. <laughs> we're all just like. Very busy during our quarantine. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden Chris can't go to work anymore. Why? Well, he's 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 got to you know trying to find a Patrick Cobb jersey. <laughs> he's got to write a guy's name seventeen times more before he can do anything else. Um, well, so can I? Can I just say this? We've each done at least four. I think I've done four. Um, maybe maybe three. Let me kind of. That was good. We got a lot. They're gonna they're gonna write this down. They got, and if you got one more, that's fine. Um, and you want me to go, I'll do it. But um, let me mention this to you because I wanted to talk about this before we got too lengthy of an episode. Okay. Did you see a former, I guess, current? He's kind of was on a practice squad last year, but he played a couple of years from um, uh, small small college. Uh, I forgot where it was, but he did, he has played in the NFL. You probably heard of his name, running back Benny Cunningham. 
Yeah, I heard the name. Yeah. He stirred up a lot of stuff today when he tweeted, uh, not tongue-in-cheek so far. I mean, I, I think from what I've re- read, I don't know if he's backpedaling or if he really was joking the whole time. But he did tweet something, Sam. I f- found it interesting. I wanted to kind of just kind of get your pulse on it and just see what you think if it was true. Um, he tweeted something along the lines of um, the NFL is scripted. They make us sign something before to not say anything. It's time for the people to know. Scripted like the plays are scripted? Like the games are scripted, the season, the the ending. Um, I got it pulled up here. He actually tweeted – this is exactly what he tweeted. The NFL is scripted, but they make us sign something so we can't go into detail. Tired of holding back. Who wants the full story? I think he's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the thing, and, and that's where I've watched enough movies and things like that. Uh, you know, Charles Robinson, he's got the blue check mark on Twitter, so he's a big guy. He said, when the grocery store ain't got toilet paper, but they got plenty of tin foil. Um, former teammates are kind of like, dude, delete this. What the hell? Uh, Tariq Cohen tweeted just laughing emojis, and he said, let's be real with people, bro. And then here's the thing I found funny. Jason Lacanforna. Complete joke of a analyst, by the way, uh, said, hope you're OK, buddy. If I can help with anything, please let me know. Almost like the NFL, like kind of sent him out to make him seem crazy. And he's got mental health issues, but it did blow up. And it's pretty funny. He said, my DMs are crazy right now. LOL. I'm joking. But some of these reactions are funny as fuck. So obviously, he's probably having fun in, in the quarantine. Obviously, I, I don't think it's scripted. It's too hard to do. It's a physical sport. It's tough. Um, but Sam, th- that question has come up before and people have kind of mentioned it. it's funny to see a current a former kind of NFL player that didn't make a lot of money in the NFL. I mean, he's probably made, you know, rookie contracts, things like that, uh, come out and say that. What if it was, what if they're like the best writers in history are working for the NFL and they're like, all right, so like new England's going to have a dynasty. Uh, the quarterback's going to leave. Here's what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden, like we got to find like the team that just really make them bad for a long time. And we just got to build up to that final episode, you know, like a breaking bad style, a soprano style, uh mad men style writing. Um, it, it's just interesting. You tweeted that. I don't do, I'm not saying I believe in it at, at all, but it is something fun to talk about. I don't think it's scripted. I, I think it, like, you said there's too many moving moving parts for that to be the truth including people that i know who play in the nfl that i trust that <laughs> at least they used to play in the nfl that were like no absolutely not um what i would say it would not surprise me it, it would not shock me in fact it would shock me if this wasn't the case uh that players have been paid to throw um certain yes. games or, or or influence games one way or the other drop a pass throw an interception that just seems inexplicable like why would he throw it there he you know must have been a miscommunication between the wide receiver and and the quarterback meanwhile this guy's getting paid fifty thousand dollars to make sure that this goes the other way i think shit like that's happened because that happens in every sport that happens in baseball that happens in basketball that happens in hockey it happens in darts that happens in you know underwater underwater basket weaving Uh, every sport has some sort of corruption involved with it whether it's the players the coaches or uh even the referees or 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 the or the the owners um so it wouldn't surprise me if you if they were somehow able to trace this back to a player to say we want you to do this that or the other uh but an entire league and, and and the actors are are athletes and everything else i mean i i don't know if that's uh if that's possible no and and you would have to be it'd have to be more smaller contained than saying the whole league's scripted i could see a monday night game where it's like we we really need the colts to win this game you know right and and then like they can like 
the other team has to be in on it, has to be worth their while, whether it's like they don't challenge a certain obvious fumble or a referee throws a flag on a very important play, that that could definitely happen. I don't know if it's scripted per se, but it might be kind of like WWE. I, I know that uh, we're both wrestling fans and a lot of our listeners are. Um, I don't know if they still do it this way, because I, but I do know that back in the day or in the 90s, 2000s, Vince McMahon would start with WrestleMania and he'd work his way back. And uh, he would know where he wanted to go and how to get to WrestleMania. So, you know, if it ended with Daniel Bryan being the world champion, how, he's not now. He's a nobody. He's a tag teamer with Kane. How do we get him to this point starting now uh, from WrestleMania, this WrestleMania to get to that point to where he's main eventing? How do we get there? Let's break it down. Let's go backwards. And I can see the NFL being like, here, we're going to start this league year. We know New England needs to win a Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady's last year. With New England, how do we do it? And and I can see like that may be working into play, but it, it's very interesting to think and talk about. Yeah, I don't know if any of that's going on. I think Benny Cunningham's just getting a little bit of ca- uh, cabin fever, which can happen. <laughs> I, I think I told you this off the air, but uh, I don't know if I told you the full story. I went to the store, like an actual grocery store, uh, last week, and I was in line to get my groceries um, probably for no longer than three minutes, right? So I was not in line a long time. There was nobody behind me when I got in line. Three minutes later, I'm checking out at the at the stand. So not a long wait whatsoever, especially considering um, how grocery stores are looking these days. You can imagine, you know, the lines and everything that are going on. I just kind of hit it right on the head, got in there, got, got out of there. But as I'm paying, a guy who apparently got in line behind me, Chris, uh, and again, he could not have been there longer than three, maybe four minutes, starts taking food, frozen food out of his cart and throwing it all over the store, starts yelling and cussing and telling everybody that they better start getting more gro- uh, more checkers over here because all this fucking frozen food's going to go to waste. And he starts throwing it all over the grocery store. What? And then he knocks over like an end cap. And on his way out, he's flipping everybody off and just telling everybody to go to hell. The guy lost his fucking shit in the middle of the store. And again, he wasn't even in there for longer than maybe three <laughs> or four minutes. So I'm kind of looking at him like, oh, that's weird. And then the checker, the guy who was checking me out, the dude was so cool. He's probably like 60 years old and he's probably seen everything in his life. The dude's probably like a, you know, military vet or something. This guy's flipping everybody off, not the checker, the guy leaving, uh, throwing things around this, around this guy's store. And he finally looks up at the guy and goes, all right, see you tomorrow. And then just keeps checking my, my groceries. And I was like, that is the coolest motherfucker in the quarantine right there. And I was like, does this guy do this every single day? And he's like, nah, but I mean, he's going to need the food. He'll be back tomorrow. I'll see him tomorrow. And I was like, this guy is cooler and shit. This guy needs to come to Perfectville. So, uh, that was my quarantine story. People do weird shit during the quarantine chris yeah they do and and without saying where i work i got cussed out on friday so i got cussed out last friday um we close at four now at at the bank it's kind of we're limiting hours normally it's at six we close uh and we have the bank lobby locked and uh it's appointment only with bankers and that's what i do i'm a banker and this guy uh we've been all week just turning people drive through only for teller transactions no big deal this is exactly how it came down. Dude comes up. We have a we have signs, salmon and ropes, six foot in front of the door, right. telling people do not enter. Teller transactions are through the drive-through. Guy totally bypasses it and yanks on a locked door. Then he proceeds to grab the other handle and say, "Oh, maybe it's just this one." And that that one is also locked. So I unlock the door. And I'm like, "Can I help you?" And he starts pushing past me. Meanwhile, that's not social distance. We're not six feet apart. This guy's in the public. I don't know him from Adam. Why are you touching? You're, he was literally touching me. And he tries to push back, and I, I kind of stepped back and said, whoa, what can we do for you today? And he said, I need to transfer money from my uh, my account to my wife's. And I said, great, we can do that for you in the drive-thru um, as long as you have our account number. And he's like, it's 11000 fucking dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's not a big deal. Like uh, like our vault's full of like $600,000 right now. Like we don't care. Uh, go to the drive-thru. And he goes, 
and I quote, why can't I come into the fucking bank? And I said, with a face, I said, do you not know what's going on right now? Yeah, maybe and you he, should take that 11000 and buy a television. So. <laughs> right. I'm like, do you not know what's going on right now? And he goes, and I quote, fuck you, and walks to his Jeep. And I just stared at him as I locked the door, and he's staring at me, and I just cackled a big you know, Seth Rollins heel laugh and walked away like – these people it's unbelievable man like they're just i don't know if it's just being stuck inside or worried about public health or thinking it's a hoax i don't know what it is but the crazies are coming out man and i and i feel for the essential workers i'm one of them once every other week i've had this week off but i go back to work on monday and it's just it's mind-blowing the people that are coming into the bank or into these stores for things they don't need i've got older folks with masks and gloves and they're like why don't you have a mask on and they're here to order checks i'm like why are you here you can do that online and oh, i don't believe in the internet like uh, what, what yeah. boomer like this is not <laughs> this is why people you're a statistic and you're going to be like this is unbelievable i'm 33 i'm i'm worried about it but i'm not that much worried about it. like you should be ethel you're 96 like why are you coming here to change your address you could do that four different ways without coming into contact with a person so it, it's really driving the crazies out for sure it really is, man. The quarantine is just making everybody do weird shit, including us doing painful predictions here. Uh, I, I think we've got enough painful predictions for the draft next week. We've got, I think, seven or eight of these between the two of us. Uh, somebody out there is keeping track of this and keeping us honest. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the quarantine here, again, make sure that you guys check into our Instagram next week on Thursday where we will be sc- screencasting, live casting, both Chris and myself, the entire first round. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to get up and take a piss. You're not going to come with us. We'll just It'll be an empty chair for like five minutes while I take a dump or whatever it is that needs to happen. Um, but we're going to be there for the entire first round. We're going to get live reactions of ourselves, of our fans. We'll be interacting with you as you chat and ask us questions, all that fun stuff. Um, look forward to that. Look forward to making sure that our predictions come true so we don't have to do any of this painful bullshit that we have uh, just put on each other. We're supposed to be friends, Chris, but apparently not. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of quarantine, we talked a little bit about the quarantine life and people going crazy. Uh, I think we should leave with this song, Chris. You, you, you came up with this a couple weeks ago. This is uh, What is the name of this song officially? Well, um, it's a play on the Garth Brooks, I think, country yeah, song, the, the parody, Low Places. Uh, low Places. This is I've Got Friends in Quarantine Places. Quarantine Places, that's quarantine right. Quarantine Places. So if you have not heard this yet, Chris uh, actually did this a couple of weeks ago. It's hilarious. Uh, stay tuned. Listen to that at the end of this episode of Perfectville. Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of this episode of Perfectville and get ready for the NFL draft next week? That's it, buddy. I'll see you in person uh, in, a, in a week. I will be wearing my straw hat and no pants, and there will be a camera to prove it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it as well. On behalf of the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, Dr. Chris Cullen, and myself, as well as the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Big Heads Media podcast network, goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Blame it all on bat soup. It showed up and ruined all of the sporting affairs. Elbow high fives and no planes in the skies There's no toilet paper to be found And I saw the surprise Got my hand sanitized Refused to get within six feet And I said, hey dude, we got some binging to do Time to sit up on the couch Cause I've got friends in quarantine places and the beer's chasing my boredom away I hope we'll be okay We're all down with social distance Just waiting on government 
assistance. I've got friends in quarantine places. That this wouldn't last long They're saying it might be eight months Nothing is right We're just sitting here tied While the kids are all out of school Government checks Might be paying the rent Most businesses are all screwed But the end is near And I run out of beer I might just sup and kill us all Cause I've got friends in places where the whiskey's gone And the beer's chasing my way I hope we'll be okay We're all down with social distance Just waiting on government I've got friends in quarantine places. Sing along now. Cause we've got friends in quarantine places where the Disney Plus plays and the Netflix chases are born away. Hey, I hope we'll be okay. Let's keep up that just waiting on government assistance I've got friends, we've got friends In quarantine places Wash your hands, wear your masks Don't go where you're not supposed to go Be safe everybody Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.